What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Yo, what is up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Kill the Mockingbirds. I'm your host, Sean Christ, and today we got a special co-host with me, VBDC in the building. What's up, man? What's up, brother? How are you, man? Thanks for having me on the show. I'm good, man. Like, uh, I had a little technical. I I get like a little thing. Like, this light was bothering me, and I just said, "Turn it off." That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good, man. I like that little intro you have there, man. Do you assemble that yourself? Yeah, yeah. Well, I just took one of my uh, my buddy's beats, and then we. Uh, it's all the CNN clips. It was even more, man. There was so much, man. They step. They put their foot in their mouth quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, it's good, man, to have some throwbacks. Like, so they've. There's been so many outrageous lies the past two years, and it's good to just have like a refresher course because you can forget the older ones. Yeah, especially like from like three years ago, like, you know, before pre-2020, like that's the ones that you got to find because 2020. The before times. Yeah, the before times. <laughs> so what's good with you, man? Can you tell everybody, we you know, where they can follow you and where they can find you at? Yeah, for sure. I've got a link tree in my profile here on Instagram that takes you directly to my music. I'm a reggae artist. I make truther music, you know. Um, and uh, you can find my music videos on YouTube. My music is on all the platforms. I've got vbdc.store where I sell meme shirts like this Bill Gates Wanted Dead or Alive poster and all kinds of other stuff and stickers and whatever you want to get. All the links are in my profile, and that's how you can check me out. And you can check all of it in the show notes that I'll be posting uh, on Telegram that have all your links, you know, Linktree and all the how to contact your album. But yeah, I was uh, I'm trying to start a new thing because, like, I'm going to see how it works out. So I was like, ah, who else to try it on with you, you know? Uh, we're just going to go through some clips, man, like, and then just give our opinions. It's, we're going to be pundits for the day, except without CNN. I'm going to co-host. I'm going to be like Ed McMahon. I'm just going to go, oh, yes. <laughs> so I want to start off with a, a good old CNN buddy of ours. Uh, uh, you know how Zucker left recently, you know, from CNN. And uh, here's uh, Brian Stelter. But the people who say we're lacking journalism, that we've become an all-talk channel, <laughs> that we've run off and we're all opinions all the time, that Jeff Zucker led us astray, those people aren't watching CNN. They're not watching True. CNN. Well, no one's watching CNN. Just highlights. <laughs> yeah, no one's watching CNN. <laughs> but I don't know if a lot of people know this, but Jeff Zucker, you know, he stepped down. But who bought them is uh, John Malone, you know, the, uh, uh, the dude that owns Discovery Channel. And he's a huge Trump guy and he's cleaning house. He's, he's me, he's making this, he's like, all right. And if you could see like Acosta and a couple of, uh, Tapper, you could see that, that I don't know how many people watching him, but when I watch it, you could tell that they're like, you know, it looks like they're trying to like, Hey, whoa, look at this news. Like they're trying to emulate a journalist now instead of like the smear campaigns that they were doing before. <laughs> you, know, you know, who else was a big Trump guy? Who's that? Jeff Zucker. Jeff Zucker was Trump's partner, executive producer of The uh, the Apprentice. And then they ended that show and they went on to their new reality show, which was called Wrecking America. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was good for three seasons, though. 
<laughs> it was, man. Very popular. The most popular show, reality show of all time. Un- worst ending than The Sopranos, though. Just the lights go out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That would, I think, yeah, that would have to be close to the worst one with Sopranos. Because that one did, it was like, man. I thought Breaking Bad probably did the closest of, like, how to kind of resolve it. Mm-hmm. But you can't go on forever. But, yeah, boy, it's still going on for some people, you know. Some people are still dedicated to the Trump train as... Forever, 2024, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and some people are still living their lives. Their 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 guiding star, their load star, is the hatred of Trump. One day, Trump's gonna die. You know what I mean? He's already in his 70s, and it's like people are gonna have to find a new way to define their existence, whichever side they're on. Yeah, that's for sure. And then you've seen like uh, with the whole trucker convoy and the GoFundMe scandal of you know. I mean, we kind of all knew anyways that they're they're really coming off on people on their poor times because they take a percentage of it. I, a lot of people don't know that. Like, you know, when you go for a funeral and you need 5000 yeah. and they're like, ah, but I'm going to get 10% of that. Yeah, true. Well, before we back off the of CNN, though, I just want to say it will be a great, great day if CNN actually goes away or has to change its name or something. CNN has been like my personal enemy. If I had to name one institution, I'd put like CNN ahead of like the Federal Reserve or anything. I hate and despise CNN. So I'm so glad to see them flailing like this. <laughs> I can't wait to see all the personalities get, I mean, uh, shark face, uh, stelter, you know, the yeah, little yeah. shark teeth, whatever he's guilty of, you know, I can't wait for all their time to come. So before moving on from there, but yeah, the, the, the trucker thing, man, um, I will say that, uh, it's, I'm very skeptical of the leadership to leave $10 million sitting in a GoFundMe when GoFundMe has a history of snatching money. It's like, it's not Bitcoin. It's not going to go up more tomorrow. Just take it out. Take yeah. it out. You have millions of dollars just sitting in a trap. Take it. Take it now while you can. <laughs> why didn't they? It makes no sense. That's why, like, I think a lot of people are kind of, like, skeptical of is this uh, grassroots or not, you know? Because uh, it seemed at first, but, like, who knows because we're not there. But boots on the ground, I've heard a lot of boots on the ground reports that people are, like, you know, there. And they're also trying to paint it as an insurrection, the Canadian insurrection. That's kind of hilarious. <laughs> Well, they're, they're not crisis truckers. I mean, the truckers are real truckers. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with them. They're well-intentioned people. It's just that, you know, I've heard so much about 5D chess, but it seems like the only move we have is literally checkers. Just go directly to the capital. Go directly to the Ottawa capital. Just go directly to the thing. And it's like, I'm like, where's the 5D chess? Because you know, there's no um, forethought goes into what is the enemy going to do? Like you've announced that you're going to be there in two weeks. Will they have any plan for you when you get there? Like, you know, so it just seems like all our plans are just drive to exactly where the problem is and just, and then like uh step B blank, like the South Park episode, yeah. and then step three profit, you know, like underwear, no, steal all the underwear, then step B question mark, then step three profit. It's just like, you know, they, and obviously, I mean, January 6th, it's like, we're all going to come on this day and we're going to give you guys heck. And then they're like, sweet, we're going to lay an awesome trap and we're going to and thank you for coming. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. I worry for the truckers. Who is their leadership? Like somebody tell me the names, not the names of the people who organized the GoFundMe, not Ezra Levant from Rebel Media. Who are the people who actually told the truckers where to go at what time and stuff like that? And those people are still unknown. Yeah, that is true. A lot of people are saying they should go to the Super Bowl as well, like drive to. That would be kind of interesting because there's a lot. I mean, the whole world's watching. 
And there's going to be all kinds of stuff. They said block the on-ramps, you know, so people can't get, you know, delay the Super Bowl. That would be something that would make waves. I think you got to, in any of these kind of protests, you you try to be peaceful, but you got to, like, try to disrupt things, right? You, that's the point of it is to disrupt. You're not happy with the status quo. You're not happy with what's going on, so we want to disrupt it. But I think you make a good point of, like, until we know the definitive leadership of, hey, for all we know, it's some guy, you know, some intelligent agent that's, like, directing everything, even though those those people have real intentions. People can easily be yeah. misguided. I, I'm just hopefully, I hope that somebody smarter and richer than me is thinking of this stuff. You know what I mean? But like the people who do shows like you and me, they're not thinking about this stuff. They're just like Hong Kong, like support. And it's like, okay, but like, this is how we walk directly into meat grinders. Like we have to be a little more slick and have a little more strategy and like a, a heads up approach. You know what I mean? So, but when it comes to the Super Bowl, man, I, I, hate, I hate football. I hate the NFL. I mean, the NFL is officially like a branch of the, uh, you know, the military at this point. They're just a military recruiting tool. They get huge propaganda dollars, like I think like $20 billion a year for, of our tax money. Yep. So, yeah, shut down the – it's also the number one human trafficking event in the world every year. So shut it down for sure. Like I'm with the truckers. Like don't get it twisted. I'm with the truckers. I just hope that somebody's not, you know, going to take advantage of them, profit off of them, and walk them right into a trap. No, but I think that's what we're supposed to do with like people like me and you. I think like personalities that are out there talking to people, we have to be skeptical of everything. We can't just go, yeah, we're, we won. But I think that we are seeing a trend, though. We're definitely seeing a trend. They're going to like, you know, they've talked about the, uh, uh, you know, try to talk down on the truckers. You heard like Trudeau came out and said, if any Americans were go funny, we're going to prosecute you to the fullest and all this and that. Like they're just talking mumbo jumbo. Like here's a little clip of uh, Trevor Noah, the most unfunny, funny guy on television talking about it. Things got a little out of hand in Ottawa when some of the freedom protesters decided they wanted a little more freedom than most people were comfortable with. While much of the protest was peaceful this morning, police are investigating some incidents involving the desecration of national monuments, including Canada's Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Last night, another protester was seen climbing onto the monument. This morning, it was marked with urine stains. The swastika flag seen at protests denounced by two conservative MPs who had openly supported the convoy. At this shelter in Ottawa, staff say protesters showed up last night demanding food meant for the homeless. One member was assaulted and a security guard was called a racial slur. Wow. Nazi flags, peeing on war memorials, shouting racial slurs in homeless shelters. Honestly, it's kind of refreshing to see Canadians break their stereotype. I want to point out that he has riders. I have no riders whatsoever. He has like a team of riders and that's what they came up with. The joke of, oh, nice to see Canadians getting out of their stereotype. <laughs> I, I didn't even reg- I didn't even register that as a punchline. I was surprised the clip ended there. I was still waiting for a punchline, really. Well, like, well, very, very slick use of language. And I know we're going to get into this later with the State Department's Fox and his alleged evidence against Russia. But um, very clever use of language. If you if you actually parse what he said, the writers did something well there to avoid defamation because um, what they said was, uh, okay, they defaced this war memorial. People were standing on it. Okay, that part's probably true. They're standing on it. And then in the morning, there were yearning, urine stains. Did they pee on it? They were standing on it. Did they pee on it? In the morning, there were urine stains. Was it from a bird? Was it from a hobo? Like, you you have to be so careful with these people. They're so tricky with their use of language. Yeah, especially as like the COVID, the, like the Covington kid. Like, that's where they, they, they messed up on that. They went full force. And now everybody's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, 
Right. If you just listen casually, you're like, oh, they stood on the statue and peed on it. No, it's two separate set- sentence participles. They stood on it. Then in the morning, there was pee on it. At no point does he say they peed on it. So it's just, and, you know, and maybe there's pee on it every morning. Who knows? We don't know the backstory. But what a, you know, like, oh, those darn patriots peeing on war memorials like they always do. Like, sorry, like who was tearing down yeah. war memorials like for like two years straight? Yeah. Was it like patriot truckers? I can't remember. Yeah, and that's the thing is that they, it's funny to me that like the left is always like, man, we're for the working class. The working class needs to stand up. And if the working class does stand up, the left gets exposed. They go, oh, yeah, well, we're not really for the working class. Not like that. And and that's exactly what's happening. You're right. Like what I heard happen, uh, one of the stories was uh, that they were parking. Uh, some of the truckers were parking where the reporters usually park and they got pissed. And that nobody peed on it. That people were standing on the uh, on the uh, monuments, and people told them to get down. You know, there's people that are not that. So you don't hurt yourself. I mean, you're not going to yeah. hurt a bronze statue. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the statue's going to be all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember when that guy fell off the statue in like 2020? There's a guy like I think he died. Did you see the one where it fell on him? Like he's like, yeah, yeah, all, yeah, yeah. I and, seen that. Whew. The hand. I was like, oh yeah. I was like brain damage at least for sure. Yeah. Ooh, crazy. Yeah, but they do try to word everything like so carefully and like they there's so much stuff that it's just like well, sometimes when people say we live in a simulation, I'm like, man, maybe I don't know, because like with that whole Bloomberg Russia invades, uh, they had a headline for 30 minutes. They had it live right now, Russia invading Ukraine. And then for half an hour, it was up and someone goes, oops. And they go, yeah, we have a lot of, uh, you know, pre headlines we throw around. And that just like it's like they keep exposing themselves. I think that they're such a dying machine that they have like, you know, that that where they say when something's dying, they just give their last swings and they're they don't know what they're doing. And I think that's what's happening is like uh, we talked about before. I think that the regular media is dying like it. This is its last breath. It's going to evolve into something else. But 100 percent people do not trust the media right now. Yeah, I also think that they're trying to use the media for new purposes they didn't traditionally use it for. Like, it's just generally been like an opiate for the masses just to like you get home from your nine to five and you crack open a Miller and you listen to the news real quick. And like now they're like actually trying to start wars on the fly. They're like, we need a war in Ukraine like right now. You know what I mean? So it's like the media is not really equipped to like move at that speed and like and, and get those real world, real world things accomplished that quickly. So I think they're trying to use it for some purposes it's not really built for, too. But, I mean, if that's not journalistic malfeasance, like, can somebody get fired? You know, you, you're, you're, try, you, you're publishing news that could start a foreign war. So it's like, can somebody at least get fired or can we find out? that? Remember when there was, like, a nuclear missile strike on Hawaii? Yeah. Remember that news? It's like, <laughs> can somebody get fired? Like, can, you, can we have a guarantee this won't happen again? Or, like, what happened, you know? It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's something that like it just brushed over though. Like people, are like, ah, yeah, it happens. Like you know, yeah, he, of course everybody writes pre headlines. But I think you're right. Is that the the news media had they were they're being pressured to be like social media, make things viral and make things so so they're like, oh well, propaganda could go viral because I think all these uh uh like think groups, these think tanks, they see how things can go viral and they're like, oh, we could do that too. But they, it doesn't work like that because yeah. it's not structured that way. And they're just being stretched too far. It's like, make John Kerry look like a good guy. They're like, we could probably do that. And it's like, make Joe Biden look like a good guy. They're like, <laughs> like how much money can we have? This might be impossible, you know? <laughs> so it's like, it really, it really exposes them having to try to tell these tall tales. You know, people are just like, wait a minute, this doesn't sound right. Speaking of uh, Biden, his administration is uh, funding a program to hand out crack pipes. It says uh, a 30 million uh, Biden administration grant program includes money for nonprofit groups to purchase safe smoking kits slash supplies, according to a report in Washington Free Beacon. 
Where do you think they're made? You think they're made in America or made in China? I doubt it. <laughs> Probably Indonesia, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Um, you know, I have a theory on this, actually, that this is just to skew uh, search results. So when you search for Biden crack pipe, you don't get the Hunter picture anymore. You get the articles oh, about this. Damn, that's a good one. I like that one. <laughs> that's actually, in the shower. <laughs> I actually, wow, yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. So, man, that's how you you mess up the algorithm because now it's going to pick but up. But <laughs> realistically, like, man, if it's going to, they're trying to encourage people to smoke instead of inject. Like, I get it. It's just such a backwards way to approach the problem, you know, like uh, nothing about education. You know, all our education initiatives are about, you know, teaching people um, fairy tale science where you can switch your gender and stuff like this. It's like, it's like what 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 about Nancy Reagan and just say no, you know, or like when you used to go play a video game in the arcade, like dare to be against drugs would come up on the screen before the game would start. Like, I don't know, like, you know, that's not the most uh, sophisticated stuff either, but it just seems like a, a terror. It seems like a concession. You're like, everyone's going to be on drugs. They might as well smoke it instead of inject it, you know? And they're like, oh, glass pipes break and cut your lips <laughs> and you get AIDS. That's what they were saying. It's going to be like plastic pipes instead. So people will probably get like BPA poisoning and their testosterone will go down any more, even more. I, I don't know, man. It's just, it's unbelievable. But, um, you know, we see this happen in um, blue cities all the time. Let's hand out like drug kits to people. And it just seems like waving the white flag. Like we can't accept that we live in a society where like huge swaths of the population are on drugs and have no off ramp from that. Yeah. And I'm a, I've always been a huge component, uh, 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 trying to push for decriminalization of drugs. And I do believe that, but I, like you said, like, so w- w- the move would be legalized weed then federally. That would be the move that actually would raise your fucking score. Like people are going to, your approval rating is going to go up. People are like, oh, well, maybe Joe Biden. You know that there will be jokes for a while. It at least gives you another year. You know what I mean? It buys yeah. you a year of people. All right, Joe, you may Hand out heady glass pipes. You know what I mean? You'll <laughs> yeah. get a hold of you. But crack, you like you, you jump from weed. <laughs> Weed to yeah, crack? but if you're already addicted to crack and fentanyl, like you're not, you're not going to do a backflip over weed, you know? Yeah, that's true. Sticky kind, but <laughs> I guess he saw the numbers of uh, the overdoses, and he's like, "Well, yeah." I mean, it, it's unbelievable, man. I mean, this is uh, the whole time we were going through the cove, the coof. It was like we we have an actual pandemic. It's called there's a new drug, fentanyl, and you can have uh, an amount that's tinier than the head of a pin, like an angel's hair amount, and it can kill like 50 people. And they're cutting it into ecstasy and cocaine and everything. You know what I mean? And uh, talk about an actual pandemic. It's like uh, a silent killer that, you know, somebody could just blow something in your face and you're dead or like tap some into your Coca-Cola and you're done. So it's like just to have this stuff on the streets, this this is like a weapon of mass destruction. It, this is, I mean, they talk about should the people be able to own bazookas and flamethrowers and stuff. It's like they shouldn't be able to own a drug that the, the size of a head of a pin can kill a whole village of people like that's. That's way too dangerous. I don't trust that in the hands of anybody. Of anybody, yeah. And and, and it's coming from like other countries and imported. Most of it's coming from China, actually, and imported through Mexico. I, I heard now they sell the precursors to Mexico and they assemble it in Mexico because it's illegal to produce it in China, but you can still produce the precursors in China and mail it to Mexico. It doesn't I? That sounds like the perfect plan because why would you want to do all the hard work? You just do the easy part and let them do all the hard work. Because it's kind of similar what they do with TikTok. I don't know, like, if you're on TikTok, but the algorithm for TikTok is here is, like, the dumbest thing is going to go to the top. And over there, it's, like, the smartest guys, the scientists, like, like, uh, the innovators, you know what I mean? And I invented engine that runs on steam, you know, and then meanwhile. America, you're like dancing to like the hood rat song. And like, yeah, totally. Yeah. And that's unbelievable, bro. When I heard that, I was like, that makes per I mean, new new weapons for new wars. That's not the right expression, but uh 
you know, it's, that's a modern weapon for war right there. I mean, uh, just like poison the youth with uh, cultural decay and stuff like that. I mean, the the kids who are dancing on TikTok today will be using the free Biden crack pipes tomorrow is like the way it's the way it goes. You know, that's the progression right there. So we're, we're in an awful way. Is it like no, I've never seen a country under attack in, in more you know bizarre ways than the United States has been under attack the past like 20 years, I'd say. You know, it, it's, it's just really it, it's sad to watch, you know. Yeah, and it's especially because it's, uh, you know, on us. Like you said, it's our people. It's like your right. neighbor, everybody we see every day. And then that's what's sad about, like, a lot of the propaganda that people like. So I don't like, like, of course I make fun of people. Like, if I see you and you're, like, triple masked and you have a shield on and you look crazy, like, I'm going <laughs> to laugh, you know. But I'm still going to feel sorry for you, though. Like, not right. because I know that you've been manipulated, you know. I've been manipulated, too. There's, like, when you were talking about CNN earlier, I was like, yeah, it's the reason I think I hate them so much is because when I was growing up and, and you know, after 9 11 i was like fox news is the enemy you know what i mean and i thought cnn for a little bit like for the 2004 2005 uh like oh they're telling the truth you know they're the ones that are the real yeah i used to think some shows on msnbc were okay i was like chris matthews is different than the other guys like i didn't even realize that all of them had script writers like universally if you're on tv I, like i wouldn't have been sophisticated enough 10 years ago to understand that tucker carlson those are those aren't his thoughts he's got cia agents writing his perfect monologues that are targeted at me to like tickle my funny bone. You know, I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have understood that then. Yeah. Me either. And then I got a, uh, about Biden. I wanted to uh, show cause you know, they were always pointing out how Trump was wrong. And I was like, I think we should point out a little bit of Biden being wrong. Here's him lying about the second amendment. <laughs> they all want to share their data. Oh, wrong one. Oh, that's scary, dude. Don't get the gun in the first place. And again, for any of the press, any of the press listening, this doesn't violate anybody's Second Amendment right. There's no violation of a Second Amendment right. We talk like there's no amendment that's absolute. When the amendment was passed, it didn't say anybody can own a gun and any kind of gun and any kind of weapon. You couldn't buy a cannon and when the, this, this uh, amendment was passed. And so no reason why you should be able to buy certain assault weapons. But that's another issue. Fact check false. Oh, fact check false, man. What what do you call nuclear arms, nuclear armament, right to bear arms? That's what it's talking about. Arms, any kind of armament, any kind of offensive weapon is an armament. That's what the arms are. And I wanted to point out uh, during the abolition time, there was a famous abolitionist named Cassius Marcus Clay, not uh, Muhammad Ali, but the original Cassius Clay. And uh, he was known for having cannons around his property because people would uh, constantly, because him being uh, of the fringe, which would be us people against the mandates right now, is so he would just shoot all kinds of stuff from his cannon at them. He'd be like, come on, <laughs> sheriffs. <are they?" laughs> yeah, I mean, I think in the um, uh, in the 1800s, well, until like... Uh, the 1800s the the we didn't we didn't have a giant navy and for certain areas we would uh if we needed like um coastal protection or something the federal government would actually hire privateers who were like private um uh vessel owners that would have their own vessels with cannons on them and stuff like that and they'd get contracted out independent contractors by the government so yeah i mean people you can still buy a cannon today it's easy you can <laughs> google it right now buy a cannon it's probably not even I could probably afford to buy a cannon. I mean, it's not the first thing I'm going to buy. You know what I mean? You can get an antique cannon. You get a modern. I mean, they don't really make hyper modern cannons. That's like a mortar. But you can you can probably buy those, too. I mean, holy cow. Yeah, it's just it's straight up lies. I know this is a, this is like the big theme of your show. And um, especially this stuff we're talking about tonight is like they just come out in the open and they just tell you straight up easily fact checkable lies. You know, even on Google, even on the enemy search engine, you'll get the correct answer most of the time.
And that's what that's what's funny is that they gave us the tools to expose them. Yeah, but they, uh, I mean, but then they uh, brainwashed and like destroyed the minds of like most of the citizenry. So it's like, it's like a Twilight episode where you're like, I've exposed them, I've done it. And like everyone's like got like blankets. Yeah, yeah. Like, no you know what I mean? Yeah. They have like no noses and stuff. Yeah. People are just like all like zombies or something. So it's like, it's like the joke's on us. Like we're so smart, but like it's too late because the, uh, um, the we need to share that information and the people's like ears are like sewn shut. Like I said, like, like their ears are missing, like the twilight zone. You're like, I need to tell you something. Like no one has ears, you know? <laughs> or have you ever seen the movie Idiocracy? Oh yeah, of course. And that's what it reminds me of where you're, they're just like, like when you talk, like if you talk, yeah, except the president in that movie was kind of cool. Cause he's like, we, he's like, you're smarter than me. You should tell me what to do. Like that would be ideal. Yeah. Trump that, had only done that, found someone smarter than them. Instead he was employing all the only people dumber than that he could find like John Bolton. Well, and isn't that the thing that a leader is supposed to do though? You're supposed to be like, Hey, you're smarter than me and you have better ideas. Let me uh, get you. But I think it's gone into this whole rock star mentality for the like last few years, especially with like Obama. Obama and Trump, like they were both like rock stars, like, yeah, like this fandom, like the fandom in politics has been crazy to me, but that it has to do with the propaganda that's been pushed down people's throat because you have your heels, right? Like, so either Obama was your hero and the superstar, right. or he was a heel for you. Trump was either a, a, a heel or a superstar to you, either one. So it works both ways. Yeah. You, you can actually learn tons about political science by watching pro wrestling. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's it. I, I love to watch pro wrestling because I get to, I imagine myself as the one creating. I'm like, oh, how would you write this stuff and create all these feuds? And then people betray each other and there's heel turns and face turns and stuff. It's like, it's the same thing with politics. Like Obama and Trump was the perfect one-two punch. They're like, first, we're going to screw up this half, make one half hate the other. Then we'll make the other half hate the other half and everyone will hate everyone. It's like, it couldn't have gone any more perfect if it was choreographed, which I think in retrospect, it probably was. Yeah, definitely. That's what it seems like to me. Have you heard anything about that uh, John McPhee's body still in prison in a morgue freezer in Spain? Yeah, I mean, the, we have no pictures of him, you know, um, uh, post uh, uh, postpartum. So uh, we don't know if he's actually dead or not or if he's uh, off on like Epstein Island or something like that. But um, yeah, I mean, the story of him is super, super sketchy. I mean, they're they're hunting this guy down, hunting him down. I mean, also the guy's bizarre. He was drinking like 14 tequila cocktails a day and stuff. <laughs> he did a bunch of interviews in his last year where he was just like off the rocker, seemed like insane. But he was claiming to have um, tons of national secrets and information on celebrities and politicians. And there's still a Telegram channel that's supposed to be like the ghost of John McAfee, like all his dead man switch stuff. But there's so much misinformation and disinformation out there that it's like, when when you do get like here's a trove of information here's like new WikiLeaks it's like almost like you don't even want to look at it because you're like I have no way to verify this and this could be totally false and everything's so confusing I don't know what it, I don't really have a big thought on that what are your thoughts on that me either but I just thought it was interesting about the whole kill switch I mean like this is like it, to me it's almost like this mysterious uh, thing is is supposed to keep pushing us in a, the truther world, right? Like you said, a lot of people get and they find, like, they go, oh, this channel has all the digs or this this channel has all the not, like, it, to me, to find what they're really doing, you just have to watch what they're doing and figure out the program that they're running. Watch the mainstream media. If it doesn't, if it triggers you to where, like, it makes you go insane, don't watch it. You know what I mean? But if you're able to stomach it and watch it and go, oh, that's what they're doing. Once you kind of see what they're doing, it comes comical because you're like, oh, they're just trying to manipulate me. And I think that's the problem that we get 
I think this is just like something to dangle for like, cause it is on RT news. Basically it wasn't on a lot of outlets. It was on oh, okay. RT news. So they're also running propaganda on us as well. It, it might not be for us. I think it's more for like truther movement, trying to just like dangle that. Like hmm, maybe he still does have a kill switch. Maybe there is more to it. Maybe he's connected with Trump. Maybe, you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe, maybe that's just what I kind of thought of it. I haven't dived too much into it, but I right. just thought and it was then really interesting. And years tick off your life with all these maybes. Maybe somebody's going to come save us. Like I'm just against it because I'm like, even if there's a kill switch, even if QAnon has like com- computers in the future that are like running things, like whatever, like, can we get off our butts and do something? Cause look at the results so far is we're getting whooped on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like our, our lives have gone down the toilet the past two years. So it's like, this is not what winning looks like. This is not the path to victory. So regardless of whatever John McAfee or Q or Trump, whatever grand plans they may have set into motion, whatever kind of uh, mach- machine they started in motion, like the mousetrap that's going to eventually catch the bad guys. It's like, I'd still prefer to like try to do whatever I can myself. I'm happy there's people out there like like the truckers doing their things. I hope there's like strategic leaders out there that really know how to um, capture this uh, energy of the people and use it in the right way. Um, because, uh, you know, we've got a lot of our smartest people trapped on the Internet, just like reading clues and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, dude, it's been like three years. Like, we, you know what I mean? This isn't working. This isn't the way. Yeah. And I think like... Uh we got to do more things like uh, if you do movies, music, uh, books, all those things yeah. help us too. Like you, not everybody has to be in the street. Like fighting back is just living life, I think, and living life on your terms and God's terms and not their terms. That's to me the way that we win. When I have a smile on my face all day, I feel like we're winning. But like as far as falling into a trap, because no matter how much news I watch or how bad it seems, I know that, hey, at least I got God on my side at the end of the day. Yeah. If, if I didn't do... Like, you know, if I, oh, I didn't protest enough or I didn't get, well, I know at the end of the day that I'm protected and my people are protected and when it comes to that far. But I, I think that as far as a hero as man, because even I'm flawed, you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't consider myself a hero. I consider myself just a person that th- is a skeptic and throws, you know, tries to put ideas out there. We just have to stop looking for heroes and just kind of just be one with God or the spirit of what you think that is. Yeah. Then our new theme song should be Tina Turner from Thunderdome. Yeah. We don't need another hero. Yeah, it's true though, that's, man. That's, that's the jam right there. I was listening to that last night, actually, because like I've been thinking of that song recently. And it's like, you know, when I was a little kid, I was like, what do you mean? Like I was so into superheroes and stuff. Like, what do you mean we don't need a Because in that movie Thunderdome, those are people who have been trade, been betrayed so many times. And like their civilization is just shot shot to shot to crap. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, we're like, we'll save it. Like the next hero that comes, like we're sending them out of town blindfolded backwards on a horse which is what they do to mel gibson like no we don't want heroes here (laughs) we've had enough of those you know and that's the point we're getting to like we had heroic obama heroic trump you know now like oh here comes super desantis and stuff eventually we're gonna learn like you know it's got to be like uh if things have to be grassroots and from the bottom up definitely that that it has to be from grassroots if it's not grassroots it's not going to work and that's why a lot of people liked Q because it did seem grassroots at first. And and that's what attracts people is the the infiltration of they they're gonna try to make it look as grassroots as possible, just like Occupy movement. You know what I mean? That 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 looked like something like, man, yeah, they're against it. You could tell it wasn't when they went straight to Wall Street when you're like, man, that's not where you need to go. They're all going to Washington. Even the Wall Street guys go to Washington because that's how you get stuff passed. But yeah. we were at the wrong place because we we're probably being misled. And and I think like uh we're still being misled more and we're getting back into the old politics. How you were talking about wrestling. That's what, how I see this of this is Saki talking about the John Hopkins lockdown report. And pretty much she does the old school trick of like, that wasn't us. 
And then real quick on the um, Johns Hopkins study on the lockdowns. Um, it was this meta-analysis that came out of several studies, uh, lockdown during the first wave of COVID in the spring of 2020. It found that it only reduced COVID mortality by 0.2% in the U.S. and Europe. Um, and suggested they had little to no public health benefit, but severe consequences for the economy. Um, and the, it suggests that lockdowns shouldn't be a part of a future pandemic response. Uh, is that the shared view of the administration looking in the rearview mirror? Well, I would say, I would first, of course, point you to our health and medical experts for specifics on this specific scientific study. I would note that the president has been clear we're not pushing lockdowns. We've not been pro-lockdown. Uh, that has not been his agenda. Most of the lockdowns actually happened under the previous president. What our uh, objective has been is to conveying that we have the tools we need to keep our country open, um, thanks to the president's leadership and focus on fighting the virus. Uh, and that's reflected in the fact that 98% of schools are open. Uh, over 210 million Americans are fully vaccinated. Uh, we have the tools to avoid lockdowns, and we're not moving back. And that's our intention at this point. So she just dumps it basically on the Trump administration, even though Fauci is still a part of the Biden administration. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that was like 99% true. That's like one of the truest string of things she's ever put together. It was Trump that said 15 days to slow the spread and things. Now, she she said we have the tools to open the country back up. Their tools are mandates. And that's been their big push, the Biden administration. Trump's like, I never mandated. I never did a mandate. And it's like, well, yeah, but like the vaccines didn't come out after you're after out of office. So you didn't even have an opportunity to mandate. So it's easy to say what you when you didn't do a thing that wasn't even an option. But um, yeah, the Biden administration is all about mandating the mask, mandating the shot, the passport, and then everything goes back to normal. You know what I mean? And um, so that was honestly a mostly true statement, I would say. Yeah, pretty true. And, and and I think that that also I think people are pushing away from the quote COVID narrative. We're seeing it a lot. Like in other countries, they're, they're, they're like UK already got rid of their, you know, because Boris got all caught up and, yeah. you know, but I think these are intentional. And then we're seeing this big convoy in Canada because it was such a stronghold and Trudeau has to like kind of embedded himself. I don't think he knows how to get out of it. You know what I mean? He, he's been so down and he's not smart enough to get out of it yet. So they'll find a way because there's a couple of uh, Canadian um provinces that have they're saying they're going to release it uh, i think sure. it's saskatchewan i never say these names right that's that's one well let me ask you a question brother because yeah. wasn't wasn't the whole here's two things we know that aren't congruent with uh masks and stuff like that is that they want facial recognition technology they've already spent trillions of dollars with cameras all over the world everywhere in new york they're on every street lamp pointed in like eight different directions trillions of dollars in cameras to take pictures of your face so do you think they want people wearing masks for the rest of time? I mean, these things are incongruent with each other. So the mask mandates going away is part of the plan. You know, they were like a, it was like a temporary measure to create compliance, um, to create distrust of your fellow man and stuff like that. And also, we know that they want a great reset. And part of that great reset involves ending the current the uh, existing supply chain. So when you have a whole bunch of truckers coming to Ottawa and they're like, we're going to disrupt the supply chain. They're like, oh no, don't disrupt the supply chain. Oh shoot. You know, like that's what they've been wanting to do. Anyhow, it's kind of giving them an easy out, you know? And then, and in, in, in the sense of removing the uh, mask mandates, that's easy to understand because they have to be gone for the social credit system so they can see who's jaywalking and then, uh, you know, uh, cut off your bank account or whatever. And when it comes to removing um, vaccine mandates, I mean, that's, I'll, I'll be, I'll be totally honest. That's a little bit harder um, for me to understand, uh, except maybe they have a, a, enough people vaccinated. Maybe vaccinations weren't the actual end game. Maybe it was just creating the infrastructure for a passport system, a digital passport system. Maybe the QR code 
is the thing that they're really after versus the vaccination. So um, I don't know. I'm interested to hear what your thoughts are on that. I, I think that that uh, they're setting infrastructure, right? That's what I think this whole point of was what you're saying, like, is to get the infrastructure off of that. While this 2020 and 2021 was going on during this whole pandemic, they have been putting more cameras. They have been putting more technology out there to be active, which has already been tested and approved long long before and now they have it to really be able to use it and like you said not just mask and plus i think they can see that people are getting done with it right even like there's too much going on you you have to guide the people and to do you can't let them be so mad that they're against you because once they're against you they're not coming back so i think they go they push and push and push and they go okay let's bring it back let's bring it back because that that's not the final goal because a lot of people are like oh uh depopulation is going to happen. They do want that. I do agree. But I don't think that the jab, you know what I mean? They wouldn't broadcast it as that. They're doing that every day. That's what fentanyl is. That's what the pollution in air, that's cancer. You know what I mean? They're doing that every more and more and, and per, uh, persuading people not to have kids and, and to not procreate. Those are the things that they're pushing to do depopulation because most of the things that they do is not going to be right. It's in front of your face, but it's not as blatant as like just murdering somebody or like, you know what I mean? like beating them you you have somebody else do it and then they go oh are you all right you know what i mean let me help you i'm gonna take you over here and th and that's what they see just like the whole defund the police thing the whole defund the police thing to me is to try to push to for a federalized police force to to get them the small towners out of there to get the people so mad at the cops they go we want a new resolution what can we have let's have social workers and federal police Boom. Now social workers are federal police. You know what I mean? And it's going to be way worse. It's going to be like, hey, uh, you cussed on uh, the Internet the other day, I heard. And uh, we're going to have to have you on lockdown for a week. Or you know what I mean? Like you can't leave your house or things like that. And I think it's all infrastructure because to me, it's for the carbon economy that, that they've been pushing for. for that's just the next excuse. It's compliance economy. It's like you will yeah. comply. Or what are you trying to kill old people? What are you trying to kill spotted owls? You know, like now we have. The shutdown, maybe it didn't help fight COVID, but it sure helped fight global warming. I mean, they, they've done studies on that. You know what I mean? So it's a, it's a compliance culture. And like in China, people just adapted to your fellow man is going to be unfairly treated. You know what I mean? They they get caught sneezing in public and now they're not allowed to use a train for five years or something. And you're yeah. just like, that's how it goes, you know? And we're used to that stuff too already to certain degrees. You're right. Like they push and they pull, they give you a little slack and they pull it tighter than, you know, they, they keep you, uh, you know, they can't just right away put the choke tape choke chain on maximum tightness because people will freak out and do a revolution but we already have fiscal credit scores that are totally unfair that can ruin your life you know if i want to close a credit card account my credit score is going to go down so like the credit cards i have I, I have to have them forever now i'm like married to these credit cards if i close the accounts my credit score is going to go down like 50 100 points it's total bs so and we totally we're just used to living that way you know what i mean and we have um you know people are all upset they have to wear a mask it's like how about no shirt no shoes no service and like, but how about like wearing pants? You know what I mean? Like, where do these rules come from? It's like, everyone just accepts, like, obviously you can't go into any store in the world if you don't have pants on. It's like, yeah, but like since when, you know what I mean? There's yeah. so many rules that are put upon us, you know? And it's, it's like, we, it, it seems to me like the, the end goal has always been total slavery. So sometimes I wonder if maybe the depopulation is a misdirection and not the, the actual goal. Because to me, if I'm a slave driver and my whole life is about creating building these slave systems and stuff, I would want a lot of slaves, like millions of slaves, not just like a half a million slaves. I'd want like millions and millions of slaves. That's kind of like the way these people think, like more is better. But I, I don't know. It seems clear to me that like they're just like obsessed with like enslaving us. This has been the way 
for since Babylon, like 5,000 years ago. You know what I mean? And it just continued that I've always said civilization is slavery and the only limitation is technology. So now the technology is like penultimate. We have like nearly perfect slavery. Yeah. And plus it's it being able to coach us. Cause I've noticed also with like, since the internet, you know, we've been on it for like the last 10, 15 years. I mean, it's longer than that, but I mean like the social media networks, you've been slowly little by little and 2020, it was obvious to everybody with the censorship, but this has been going on for a long time. I've been in Facebook jail and all these like jails, like, because I've pissed people off, you know, I get into arguments and then they report me and we go back and forth. So I think they've been slowly, even TikTok where you've seen all these arguments, I think they're slowly getting us into that control system you're talking about because i do think the same way i think that we were always supposed to be slaves but i think it, with the changes in times through the different you know uh, industrial revolutions and things that happened the boom of man i think it's gone out of control and then they've tried different ways and they keep trying to get us back in but mm. I, they can't just gather us in because if we all notice then we win because there's obviously more of us but if you manipulate each other and have people fighting that's why there's constantly these fight like because how rich can you be right these people have so much money it's it's about power and it's about control. It's about compliance. So wars aren't fought like, oh, yeah, they do make a lot of money. But the reason is you need conflict. You need an enemy, right? We can't be friends with Russians. We can't be friends with Chinese. We, we're Americans or like, you know what I mean? Chinese can't be friends with Americans because you have to have this propaganda and you have to have these enemies or they're going to go against you. They're going to see the things that you are doing. So we constantly have these boogeymans that come up every so often, whether now it's domestic terrorists. So you can be scared, which is even better for them because now they're like oh now they're just going to be hating each other that's why this trump obama thing was perfect for them because they're like oh yeah they're definitely not even going to care what we're saying because right, even yeah. the people that are seeing the truth the other people aren't going to listen to them because they hate them so much <laughs> well domestic terrorism works especially well when you have a one world government so it's like anyone who disagrees with the government anywhere in the world is a domestic terrorist yeah, you know? <laughs> so that works really well I'm, i i kind of disagree with them uh losing control and like men like getting too much or like i i think they've always had a perfect control relative to the technology that they have. Like, so when they, you know, when they had like uh, no internet, they're like, Hey, we're doing the best we can and enslaving the world. But I think that they're right in line with technological advancements. So like, all we need is these brain chips and like nano dust that can go into and form its own brain chip. Then they're like, we'll have total slavery. Like, I think they're right on schedule. Just like no setbacks. And the one thing I will say, though, is that, like, I think they have plans, but I think one thing that always is the wrench in the whole plan is that hum humans are unpredictable. They think that we're going to go a certain way. Oh, they're going to go left. They're going to go left. But there's going to always be a few of us that are like, hmm, I don't know about that, man. And I think that's been their problem, really, is the skeptics, the people that the thinkers, the critical thinkers. And that's why there's such this push to kill critical thinking. And so if you don't agree with me, that's it. Instead of critically and logically breaking down a, a conversation with the left or right or whatever, that's why politics is so uh, uh, vile, you know, and it's so vicious. And when people come at each other, like, oh, you, you got to listen to this. You're a killer. You kill babies. And then they go, oh, you just want, you don't care about women. And then it's like, what? <laughs> like, like there's has to be a logical way that we could connect and come with to a solution because we got to know that we're not going to both agree, but there's got to be a way we got to live here. But instead now it's just at this point of where everybody's pushing but i do see a lot of people kind of there's still that fringe movements of both sides of kind of still holding on to that fight but for the most part now people are kind of like all right i'm kind of over it man if you don't want to wear a mask that's all right i hope, so. that, I hope they are but that's in michigan so i don't know if it's everywhere like that well I, I keep to myself like my my world is the internet i don't really interact with people in the uh and then i go out in nature and i go on hikes and don't talk to anyone 
And when I go into town to go to the store, I just mind my own business. So I don't really talk to people that much. But uh, <laughs> just on the internet, everyone seems insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and that's what thing, too, is if you catch certain pages, man, like it, people get into little funks and you, you can see it in, in their thing. Even me, probably. You know what I mean? Sometimes I don't even post it. People are like, how come you're not posting? I'm like, well, I work, you know, so I forget. <laughs> like, you know. Well, I, I think that um, your, your politics is totally exposed, if that's what you're saying. Like CNN yeah. is exposed. Politics is exposed. I know you wanted to talk about the funny conversation between Matt Lee and the, um, I think it was the State yeah. Department spokesperson or something. I think that's like a perfect, just perfectly encapsulates everything. If it, we should do that one before before yeah, we're done, me, I was excited to do that one. Let me see. I think it's right. So you said actions such as these suggest otherwise suggest meaning they they suggest they're not interested in talks and they're going to go ahead with some. Is the best. Of I love this. What action are you talking about? One, the actions I've just pointed to, uh, the, fact, action? the, the fact that Russia continues to engage uh, in disinformation well, uh, campaigns. You, know, you made an allegation that they might do that. Have they actually done it? Uh, what we know, Matt, is what we what I have just said that they have engaged in this activity, well, uh, in this planning well, activity. But, but let me let me because because obviously this is not this is not the first time we've made uh, these reports public. You'll remember that just a few well, weeks I, ago. I'm sorry, you, made, made, made what report public? If you let me finish, I will okay. tell you what report we made okay. public. Uh, we told you a few weeks ago that we have information indicating Russia also has already prepositioned a group of operatives to conduct a false flag operation in eastern Ukraine. So that, Matt, to your question, is an action that Russia has already well, taken. It's an action that you say that they have taken, but you have shown no evidence to, 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 to confirm that. And I'm going to get to the next question here, which is, what is the evidence that they... Pl- I mean, this is like crisis actors, really? This is like Alex Jones territory you're getting into. <laughs> That's a good t-shirt right there, um, Alex Jones what evidence you're in Alex Jones territory. to support the idea that there is some propaganda film in the, in, in the making? Now there's much more, and you can catch that in the uh, the show clips because it's like a five minute. Everybody's got to go. Listen you got to listen to the whole over thing and over again. It's amazing because he starts talking about like I remember false flag. I mean, I remember weapons of mass destruction. I remember that uh, the embassy wasn't going to fall. Right. I remember Kabul was not going to fall, and like it, it was pretty cool that like you finally. It's it's been a long time since we really hear a journalist push back, except for like some that guy Matt Lee. I think he's from the AP too. Yep. He's been doing that for years and years and years. He's like the. He looks like a real journalist too. He's like a fat guy in a checkered suit and like mismatched socks. And he's like slumped down in his chair with like a pencil and paper. He's like, wait a minute. And he used to, he always does state department. That's his beat. And he, that used to be Jen Saki's job was dealing with Matt Lee. And like, it's amazing to watch this guy. What was the name of this, the, of oh, the guy? That, that's Ned Price. And Ned Price is, uh, uh, he's one of the, he's part of the state department. Uh, what yeah. was I going to say? He's a spokesman for the State Department, but he worked for the CIA from 2006 to 2017. That's Jen Psaki's old job, and he speaks exactly like her. Like, yeah. they're trained to just demean you, and, like, while they're losing the debate, to, like, celebrate a victory. Like, it's an it's an there must be a name for that kind of strategy, but he's just like, I've, I've already told you. He's like, I've, I've provided you the evidence. He's like, what is the evidence? He's like, the evidence that I told you. It's like a Laurel and Hardy skit. It's like, who's on first? Exactly, you know? And, like, li- Literally, the guy is what he's asserting is like he told it. it he's like this, he's like this evidence has already been disclassified, and he's like, "Where is it?" And he's like, "It's in my words. Like I've told it to you." Already. He's like, "You told me it's declassified." Is the evidence? Can I see it? You know yeah, I mean? like can I see it? Like when they showed it to you, is it on the piece of paper? And where is it now? You know what I mean? It's like, unbelievable, bro. It exposes everything. But 
people just don't watch this show. Like Jen Psaki did that with Matt Lee. They've been, they did that for like four straight years under Obama. It was incredible. I used to watch it then until I couldn't take it anymore. But I think if everyone was exposed to that stuff and thanks to people like Joe Rogan and Tim pool and some of these bigger pages, you know, people are getting exposed to that, uh, that, I mean, this is what our government does. They, they just lie to us and do it and do exactly what, whatever they want. And like, there is no reason to go to have any beef with Russia. Russia is like, <laughs> like uh, to to just lay it out bare. They're like white Judeo Christians that like look just like us and have an almost exactly similar civilization. They watch TV and write. It's like almost exactly the same, just in another part of the world. It's yeah. like the greatest natural ally that we have. You know what I mean? It's like and um, you know the the whole thing with Ukraine. If people uh, we don't have time to do the whole backstory of how George Soros funded a color revolution in Ukraine, and then the United States backed a literal neo-Nazi government to take over the uh, the uh, legitimate Ukrainian government, and they had a flag with a Valkyrie shooting yeah. lightning out of her fingers. Like, the most insane stuff in the world. Like, no, just, if people knew this stuff, if people had a little more interest to, like, follow this, they'd be like, dude, it's, like, amazing that they're going to try to um, restart the Cold War with Russia over nothing. And, and you know, La- I think it's, uh, is it Lavrov, the prime minister of uh, Ukraine? No, that's the wrong guy, but it's amazing because he came out with a statement. He's like, dude, we're chilling. Like we we're cool with Russia. Like you're trying to start drama. It's like high school. Like we're friends. Like we don't like you for starting to try, trying to start the drama. So it'll be interesting to see if they're, they just, you know, they've been trying to do this since Hillary Clinton in 2015. She's like, we need a no fly zone in Syria. It's like the Russian military was invited there. Like you're starting a war with Russia if you do these actions. And they're just like, I don't really think they want to go to war with Russia. I think they just want to use it as an excuse to do what whatever they want to do. The cover for it is going to be ten- tensions with Russia. And we've seen that through Russiagate with Trump. Russian hackers blame for all our infrastructure failings and stuff like that. It's just like everything is like Russia, Russia, Russia. And just that one conversation shows you everything. They have no justification. They just want to do certain things and they can't even think of a good reason why. Yeah, I I agree with you exactly, man. And Matt Lee, that I love Matt Lee. He I was the same thing watching him with Saki. And a lot, I think a lot of people don't get to see uh, a lot of the stuff that that goes behind because there's so much stuff out there. You're not, you know, maybe you just watch Hannity or you. Why watch does RT Marvel. cover this stuff and no no American station covers like the State Department briefings? They only cover the White House briefings. You have to watch this stuff on Russian state media. Like, what is going on? Because they want then then you won't fall the, for the propaganda. <laughs> Unreal. I mean? Like, where'd you see that on Russian TV? It's like, yeah, but it's like a United States State <laughs> Department briefing. You know, it's not it's not fake. Yeah, it's or not I mean, edited. It is, I mean, but- yeah, it is, but it's not edited or anything. But right. uh, uh, before we get out of here, though, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about your album, you know, Pure Bloods. I wanted to see, like, cause what inspired you, because I know you've been making music for a while, like, and what got you to really put this together? You Did you feel like you had, like, a moment of time where you're like, you know what, I want to put my message? Because to me, personally, I like the whole feel of the album of where it's positive truth coming out, and it feels more positive instead of, like, you know, I do truth, too, but sometimes even me, I'm just, like, really aggressive and then it was nice to hear like truth but like in like a melody where i can like feel good about myself but also be getting knowledge at the same time i wanted it to be fun and funny and not it's there it's full of truth or stuff but i i wanted it to be simple and digestible digestible and i wanted people when they listen to it to have like a feeling of like we've already won like like pure bloods is a song like we we're like this you know we're smart like we make sense you know like everyone's gonna die eventually but at least we're not gonna live as clowns you know what i mean like i'm not gonna cover my face i'm not injecting myself with experimental mrna like whatever (laughs) now i won't be able to get on a plane or an airplane but it's like that's not the victory the victory is like uh, like i make sense you know what i mean i haven't compromised my my intelligence and my 
my my personhood and all that stuff like i like i'm a real normal person and um so that, that's kind of the whole vibe of it just so people can listen to that and be like so i mean some music is powerful and comedy is powerful so if you can combine them it's just like it's like a funny song you know everything is like people are like changing up their dna you know it's like you know and it's just kind of like a laid-back approach to it i can't really say why i thought to do it that way just the chorus just came to me from God, you know, and then it was easy to write those verses, you know, they're nice and short and, um, and simple and to the point. So it was, it was an easy song to write. And, um, I, I decided to put it on an EP with some other songs because there's a, you know, Fundemic is on there with Anomaly and that one's kind of like a similar vibe. Like we acknowledge all the problems in the world and what's going on, but we're like, you know what I mean? Like we're still like the cool ones and the fun ones. And there's like a huge, um, uh, there's a huge, uh, value to being cool and to being fun and funny you know, that's where people want to be. They don't want to be with the, uh, uh, the Debbie Downers. And, uh, then I have choose life on there, which is an anti-abortion song, but it's like, uh, you know, it's like a, it's, I mean, you have to go listen to it. It's a different kind of, it's a different kind of vibe, but, um, the, the whole point of it is like, like victory is in, uh, staying is, is in who you are. You know what I mean? That's what they want to destroy is who you are. That's why Jesus's victory was on the cross when he was just like, I forgive all you guys, you're idiots, like, go ahead and kill me. You know, like, that was the victory, not when he came back to life and came out of the cage. That's why people wear a cross and not a cave, you know? And that is, like, the Jesus Christ poses to just, like, laugh at these people. Like, you're exposed, like, you're liars, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. You might win, you might have all the tanks and police and stuff, but, like, I have my integrity, I have the truth, I have, like, I'm my jokes are funny, you have Trevor Noah, you know what I mean? And that, to <laughs> me, that, to me, I'm going to die eventually anyhow, but I won't die as, like, a sucker and a loser, you know what I mean? So that, to me is a special kind of victory. And that's what, that's what pure bloods. That's what the vibe is. Yeah. And I, I really think that you capture that because like, even with Fundemic, like that's what you needed. You need to like, we're not, Oh, we're having fun. We're poking. We don't care. And we are, you're not pop culture. We're pop culture. Pop culture is what we say it is. It's not these things that you're jamming down people's throat because people choose their own, like people to look up to. And we're going to change that. We're not going to allow you. We're changing the whole system. And that's what I've been telling people for a while when I've been doing this, it can't be just, Hey, we're taking over the new, if we're taking over the media, we have to take over everything. That means music, movies, documentaries, TV, like little by little, we have to make and put our own, whatever it is, whether it's you think that we need more, uh, uh, you know, God in movies, or you think that we need more, uh, this kind of compassion or whatever you feel need the world needs more. That's what you're supposed to do. And I think you did a right. perfect job on that. Thank you, brother. And I'll just say last thing, every, everything they try to do to you is like a pitch over the plate that you can hit back. So when they do like vaccine mandates and masks, like you can write a song about it. Be like, Oh, that's what you got. Take this. Boom. You know? So I never could have written pure bloods if they didn't try to do all this stupid stuff to me, you know, and all these mandates. And it's like, it's like that with everything, man. They come with all these, um, it's like all suggestions and you can do with them what you want. So be inspired by it. And if you're like really just a foot soldier, then get in your truck and go directly at the Capitol or whatever. And we need people like that too. But if you have any creative instincts at all, you know, then this this is a great time to be an artist because one, the the real purpose of art is to like shine light and show truth. So like there's all these lies and darkness coming. It's like it, it's you, perfect subject matter to make art about. You know, there's no shortage of uh, inspiration for art right now. For sure. And since I'm in the penalty box, it looks like I'm getting close to my hour because I'm, I'm not allowed to go uh, over an hour anymore. But appreciate you jumping on and like breaking down some news clips with us. Can you tell everybody again where they can find all your stuff? You'll find all his links as well. I'll have it on. Uh, yeah, just Telegram. go to the link tree in my profile. You'll find all my music, uh, my merchandise store. If you want to get a funny meme shirt like Bill Gates, Wanted Dead or Alive and my YouTube videos, all the links are there in the link tree in my profile. And I do go live at six o'clock California time. 
which is coming up uh, right now after this show for Talkie Time, my own show. So you can join me over there if you'd like. All right. And I'm going to end off like this with one of your joints, I believe, featuring John Faith. Check it out. All right. Let's do it. Wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up. I come in the volume of a book. It is written of me. Read now and pray. That you might find rich treasures for your heart and mind. Fulfillment of prophecy Powers of the most high